This episode of the Comedy Zone podcast is brought to you by BarkBox. Make your best friend happy at getbarkbox.com slash comedy zone. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast, everybody. Uh, we are, man, I mean, we this week, we've had to cobble some shit together this week, Brian. Yeah, the, the, this, is, this is, you know, it's the holidays. Everyone's, you know, stretched pretty thin, stressed out. Uh, it's 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 uh yeah it ain't easy sometimes putting the show together yeah so <laughs> so today we have two out of three members of the axis of entertainment <laughs> we got two out of the three members Sammy is not here today uh, I know a lot of you are wondering why so are we no, yeah, <laughs> no. she 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 uh, works late nights. Yeah, and uh, said she didn't get uh, didn't get to sleep till about five. Yeah, this morning we're recording at about ten thirty yeah. on Friday, uh, December eighth. So uh, we gave her the morning off. Is what we did. We gave so, her the morning yeah. off. And let's be real, man. Sammy keeps the hours of a of a twenty year old. <laughs> yeah. Sammy's not twenty. No, <laughs> I'm not saying she's far from it. I'm not doing that. Over the hill. She's uh, but uh, she ain't she ain't party till five or not party, but yeah, do no, anything till five. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you can't be up till five and do nothing no. at ten. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't even try it. No. Yeah. I, I I used to be able to work, you know, hours and hours and hours and you know, for days at a time and not feel anything. You know, this week I put in two long days and now I got this like upper respiratory thing. Cheap Christmas. Yeah, it ain't it ain't easy, man. <laughs> you know, and and there's those moments where you realize, you know what, I've crossed some kind of threshold <laughs> to where I can't do any like I remember <clears throat> and I used to do this all the time. I'd go to homecoming at uh Howard University, um and I would party, party, party Tuesday through Sunday. Every night, I'm up partying, I'm up drinking, I'm turning up, it's lit, I'm having a good time. Every single night, back to back to back to back. I'm good for one of those yes. now. If I do one of those, if I do one of those on Thursday, there's a solid chance I miss work on Monday. <laughs> like, there's a, like I, I struggle to recover, and I really saw this uh, play out when I was partying up there and I said in my head, sometimes I drink and I get these ideas. So I said, Oh, you know what? When I leave the party, I'm just going to drive back to Charlotte. Mm. First of all, <laughs> I shouldn't have been trying to drive across the street. Number one, I was so damn tired. And I've been so, but I said, I'm gonna drive back to Charlotte. I got on the road at about 2 AM and I was asleep at a holiday Inn by like two 35. I made it a half hour and said, I got to get a hotel. I couldn't do it. Uh, but there's a time when I could have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you got to know your limitations as you yeah. as you age. We, uh, it's my first job out of college and uh, was working up in uh, Cadillac, Michigan. Mm. I was 24, maybe. And we were going to go down to Cincinnati, Ohio for one of our anchors' weddings. Okay. So we go down to Cincinnati on Friday. Wedding. Party, party, party. So it comes down time to Sunday night. We're we're in a pool on a rooftop <laughs> on like Sunday night. Damn. 
and we got to be at work the next morning. Oh my god! Or like afternoon because we were working. Yeah. The evening, you know, newscast, and we were like, "Well, we could, you know, like we got to go like now." Yeah. Or we just, you know, keep doing what we're doing, keep the train rolling, and leave in the morning to get back to work on time. You know, so we did that. You know, we just basically stretched out, you know, a three-day weekend into like a three-and-a-half-day weekend, but without any sleep. And then, yeah, I'll just, you know, drive the eight or nine hours from Cincinnati to Cadillac. And go to work. Yeah, and then go to work at 3 o'clock and be fine. It was fine. Yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, Actually, fine. It worked out fine. We made it Because you were at an age where that could work out fine. Now, I, no, 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 no. That's not, like, now by... By like noon Saturday, I'm like, when is this hellish nightmare going to be over? <laughs> that and you know what? That's how it works. Like, it, it, at least for me, when I pull an all nighter for some godforsaken reason, there really should not be reasons for me to pull an all nighter. But when you're married, sometimes you do. Sure, yeah. yeah you know, sometimes you do. Um, you got a baby now. That's you got a baby, yeah. and then sometimes your wife does this thing where you're laying down to drift off peacefully to sleep, and they go, "Can we talk?" Then before you know it, it's seven a.m. Yeah, and no, you still talking? No, we cannot. No. Oh, yeah, no. no. Oh, so you just flat out? No, we cannot. No, we cannot. Now, now you want to talk now? <laughs> That's I, I, my thing. Is we've been together since like five p.m. Right, right. Right. We've been together the last seven hours. At no point did was there any mention of a need to talk. <laughs> then we lay down, and all of a sudden I'm getting my REM on, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear, "Can we?" You know, I'm like on a beat somewhere, and. uh all of a sudden, I hear, "Can we talk?" I'm like, "Who say? Who was that? What? 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 <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Serena, is that you? Rihanna? Who's it? Who's it? <laughs> Beyonce? Is that you?" <laughs> nah, I'm not saying I dream about those people. I'm just kidding. But I will say that sometimes I'm in a dream and a voice comes out of the sure, yeah, out of the water. Like, is this is Poseidon. Who is this? And then you know, can we talk? And then I wake up and it's my wife looking at me and she's like wide awake. I'm like, yeah. she looks like it's four in the afternoon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, what about what? And then sometimes we have to talk about something or there's a disagreement or whatever. And before you know it, the sun's coming up. And you're yeah. like, I cannot believe this. Now, on those nights, I can, I'll go to work if I have work and I can make it till around noon, maybe one. But there's a hard crash yeah, yeah. after that. If whatever I'm doing can't get done by noon, Somebody's out of luck because I like I can I'm okay in the morning, but then when afternoon hits, I'm yeah, like toast. Yeah. I I I um, you will reach a point in your marriage, two two points. Mm-hmm. You will reach a point in your marriage where you just have nothing else to talk about. So that can we talk stuff goes away <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing left. Ain't nothing left to talk no, about. No, you just you're, everything's fine. So you covered a few. You mornings. covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you've made all the major mistakes you're going to make. <laughs> so eventually, well, tell it, me it, it so we can look forward to this. Myself and others similarly situated. What? How long into marriage do you hit the point? How many years of marriage do you finally get the point? We pretty much covered it That's all. Somewhere between twelve and fifteen. Years. Okay. I'm At some point, she, she's heard all your jokes. <laughs> she's heard. You know, she knows all your stories from college. Right. She knows there's nothing, you know, when you're like in a group with people who haven't heard your jokes, you're all excited because <laughs> somebody new here to new, new stuff, right, the new old stuff. Yeah. So you go into your stories and she starts rolling her eyes because she's heard it all 100 times. Um, the second point, fortunately, I fall asleep really quickly. Like once it's time for me to fall asleep, you know, I'll stay in bed and read a little bit and then, you know, I 
put the book away, put the phone away, whatever. And I know you shouldn't use the phone, but in bed. But why? Um, it messes with your sleep cycle. I've oh, learned a lot about okay. sleep. I need to. We should talk about this. Yeah, because I've learned a lot about sleep over the past month. And I'll, I'll tell you. Well, next segment, that. we'll talk. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> minutes about sleep. So, so, uh, it takes me when it's time to go to sleep. It takes me about thirty seconds. So I will give my wife a thirty-second warning. I'll be like, you know, all right. I'm, you know, rolling over. I'm going to sleep right now. You've got 30 seconds to say anything you want to say to me. <laughs> there's a 30-second warning. Yeah, there's a 30-second warning. And then usually it's, you know, lights out after. She's like, okay, I'm good. And then Now, was there – initially, was there some pushback against that? Or she's always – on just, just – she knows you. She knows. Yeah, I think I think I think initially she got frustrated that I fell asleep co- so quickly because she'll stay up a little bit and read or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll be you know I'll like roll over and then I'm I'm out I'm done <laughs> out of there yeah yeah uh, and so um, initially she was always like oh hey did you see that are you sleeping already <laughs> <laughs> but now she knows it's it's yeah about thirty to forty seconds I'm I'm done done deal yeah and it's always been like that. Uh, sleeping has never been a problem mm. until recent. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it, which is why you've had to learn so much. Yes. About sleep. There's been doctor visits and tests and I've had stuff strapped on me and yeah. Damn. Yeah. They, I thought they only did that to the Elm Street kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. But that's interesting. I didn't know there was so much surrounding sleep. So much you could learn about sleep. Apparently, I don't know if we want to get into this now. Oh, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it can keep till segment three if you want. It'll, it'll. Uh, yeah, we could we start it now. Yeah, yeah. It won't actually take that long. Either. Yeah. So, I've had my. M- m- my sort of minor medical issues have been fairly well documented both on the podcast and I, and on stage and because I'm pretty open about stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, a few years ago, my testosterone level dropped. For those that aren't familiar, I'm sorry, just real quick, if you haven't been keeping up, uh, Brian's got three weeks to live. <laughs> so, Oh, that long? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Good. So uh, my, you know, testosterone level dropped. My, 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 um, I've always had issues with weight loss. Um... My blood pressure spiked fairly recently. Um, I went to donate blood, and I almost rang the bell when they when they took my. Oh yeah, yeah, like major. Yeah. So, and um, um a couple other kind of you know little things. Uh, and so, um, a few weeks ago, my doctor said, "You know what? I'm gonna have you tested for sleep apnea because all of these things." Uh, that have been happening, the, the, the you know, testosterone, the issues with weight loss the, the, or the you know, difficulty losing weight, the, the, the blood pressure, it's all kind of tied peripherally potentially to sleep apnea. I didn't think I had it because I always thought, you know, I try to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night. I, I you know, we, we, we um, I just, I just always thought being tired was just part of being an adult. Now, real quick, I don't want to interrupt you, right. but for those listening that aren't don't have a, a particular familiarity, what is sleep apnea? Okay, so if you if you're a lot of a lot of uh, people of larger carriage um, will have sleep apnea. Um, people who if 
you have a big thick neck, you're prone to it. If you have an enlarged tongue, you're prone to it. So um, a lot of people think that you know sleep apnea is you actually stop breathing during while you're sleeping. Mm. <clears throat> it's technically, from what I've just learned over the past four weeks or so, it's it's not um, technically that that you stop breathing, but literally your airway just kind of closes. So either it's because of the weight that you know it's trying to support while you're sleeping, uh, or for whatever reason your tongue blocks your airway, your neck. And because of gravity, your neck kind of squeezes the airway oh, close. Wow. So, so um, it's not you know your body's trying to breathe, but a lot of times you know what will happen is that you know you'll wake up and you'll be like, you know you'll be mm, yeah, almost yeah. like choking. Yeah, I don't have that. Okay, but apparently, um, now when my doctor, when my sleep specialist, whoa. Yes, I have a sleep specialist. They have those. They have those. Okay. Yeah, and actually, that that would be a pretty good gig because you could always like take naps and call it research. I, th- <laughs> I think that would be an awesome gig. That's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's phenomenal. If you could combine like <laughs> like somehow sleep specialist and like beer researcher, <laughs> you got something. Please, please tell me there's a job market like beer and naps. Oh man. Right. So um, my sleep specialist um, had said that. Um, the worst case of, of sleep apnea she ever saw was in an elderly man who stopped breathing 180 times an hour. What? While he was sleeping. Which is crazy because that's more than like two or three times a minute. Right? So I was like, well, that seems like a lot. You know, and... It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm no expert. <laughs> Not yet. But that sounds like a lot. <laughs> Thinking about a career change. So, um, you know, we talked about kind of, you know, what could cause it. And she looked at my tongue and she measured my neck. And, and, and you know, we talked about my you know sleep patterns and some of the issues I have. I mean, like, you know, like um, you were talking about noon or two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I need to lay down. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, it doesn't matter if I have lunch or caffeine or, or like, you know, mainline pixie sticks or whatever, you know, I do in the afternoon. At two o'clock in the afternoon, I, I'm like... That's it. If we have a meeting at two o'clock in the afternoon at work, it takes every ounce of energy I have to not fall asleep. This is so, this is how it is. Yeah, <laughs> and how it's been for a while. Yeah. So, um, uh, so she gave me the home apnea test, <laughs> which is you. There's a home apnea test. Yeah, it, it, you don't have to go into the clinic as much anymore. Um, you know, before you would go into the clinic, there's a little, you know, there's a bed and they watch you sleep and they strap all this stuff on you. Yeah. Um, well, there's a um, a home version of the game now where they strap a thing to your chest and there's a tube that um, monitors your breathing and then there's a blood oxygen and a, a uh, pulse monitor. How do you fall asleep finger. with all that stuff hooked up to you? In about 30 seconds. Damn. So it okay. Matter. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you were serious. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it is. It's tricky to move around. Like if you roll over a lot, you can end up all tangled up in the yeah. In the um, so you're not a mover. Um, not no. Okay. No, not really. Um, I don't have the Jimmy legs or anything like that. So, so um, I, t- I took the sleep test uh, the two nights before Thanksgiving, and then uh, the following Monday took the kit back to the the sleep and, and uh, got a call a couple of days later, and she said, um, "We're going to go ahead and and uh, fit you for the CPAP machine, which is the." The you know the the the, the, the Dark Vader the Dark Vader joint the Bane uh, oh <laughs> yeah. man it turns out 
uh, I stopped breathing 139 times an hour. Stop it. Right? Stop it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah 139. <laughs> so she told me, I said, so we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, go ahead and... Uh, and prescribe the machine for you and i i said oh so i guess i i do she goes oh yeah she goes you you stopped breathing 139 times and i went an hour and she's oh yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god yeah so i'm pushing <laughs> so hold on her personal record <laughs> so the white light people see yours is like a strobe light because <laughs> yeah, it's like you're almost dying yeah. i guess oh my God. Yeah, yo, I didn't know that sounds so dangerous to me. It's weird, right? Oh, I yo, I stopped breathing a hundred. Th- I just need once to stop breathing, and I'm like terrified. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird, and I really didn't think. I mean, you know, I went into it really not thinking that I was gonna need, you know, that I had apnea. I thought I was just tired. I'm just, you know, I'm a big guy. I have uh, slow metabolism. You know, whatever. My testosterone level tanked a couple years ago, so. I'm not surprised I'm tired all the time. Well, it turns out it's entirely possible that I'm tired all the time because I I I, I don't breathe more than I breathe when I sleep. Wow. So I'm probably getting the other um the blood oxygen level. Your blood oxygen level should be right around 97, 98%. Okay. Um when I sleep, my blood oxygen level goes down to 80%. That's really low. So it's it's entirely possible. I, um, I don't have the CPAP on the machine yet. Um, I get it the day after Christmas. So I, I, you know, it's entirely possible that all of this stuff has been connected to the fact that I almost die 139 times an hour when I'm sleeping. <laughs> Brother, you are a survivor. I'm only getting apparently like 14 minutes of quality sleep a night. Cats have nothing on you. <laughs> they got nine. You got like 136 lives. I don't, if this, you know what? If this thing, and the one I'm getting is just, it's not the full face. Yeah. It's just, it's a thing, I guess, that kind of goes up your nose. It's still a big tube, and I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to sleep with it, I think. But, um, but it, it, it's, if it, hey, look, if it's, um, I know, uh, um, I know one guy who went on the CPAP machine and like immediately lost 30 pounds. Like wow! Yeah, so it, it, if it if it takes care of obviously the you know the first concerns my blood pressure and the 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 you know my struggles with losing weight and and uh, uh, the the testosterone thing even if it just takes care of the the blood pressure I'll be I'll be happy. So does is the machine noisy or apparently not? Um, it runs. Um, with the new technology, I guess it's all like Bluetooth. I can control it with my phone and and stuff. But apparently, it just it just kind of hums. Um, um, there's a little water container, um, you know, next to it, so it provides humidified water. Oh, look at I, you! I know, a phantom. Wow. Use Perrier. <laughs> you put Perrier in it. Um, but it's not like you know, like you're sleeping next to Darth Vader. I think it's 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 a it's a it's a uh, it runs apparently fairly quietly, but the idea is um, it um, forces air into your airwaves, and that keeps your airway open. Okay. So the airway can't close because there's just a constant flow of air moving through it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's and if good. that listen, if if it's, I'm willing to try just about anything. Absolutely. Um, especially if that's almost what they die a hundred and forty <laughs> times an hour. That's uh, 
<laughs> so, well, I think an added benefit is if there's ever a home intruder, you know, they come in the room and you just sit up and go, bring me the bat. Because <laughs> you got the size. You ba- oh, yeah, yeah. You banish. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhat banish. Bring That's me true. the bat. Like, oh, shit. That's a pretty good bane. Is it? Yeah. I couldn't even remember how he sounded, but I thought that might be. (laughs) That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? So. So, yeah. So, so so good. So now you're not almost dying 100 sometimes an hour. Well, not yet. Not till after Christmas. I got to make it to Christmas. Hold on. What? (laughs) Oh, you don't get it till Christmas? Yeah, I don't get the machine till the day after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, they have the special order and industrial size. So that's the well, that's well, that's good. Then. So you just got to make it to Christmas. Yeah, they they had to call Ingersoll Rand and bring in a big air compressor. <laughs> I have never, I've never had those kind of issues with sleep. I, I, I'm actually, um, I'm just a light sleeper. Okay. Like any little thing, like wakes me up. That's why, I like, with my son, he's uh, seven months old. He still gets up a couple times a night. I'm the I work the night shift with him. So cuz yeah, my wife yeah. dead to the world. Yeah. Like you could fight a war in our bedroom and my wife would sleep through that joint. Like my wife is I've never seen anything like the way she sleeps. Like I could have an affair right next to my wife every <laughs> night. <laughs> every night. We could sit, we could sing, read poetry to each other, play music, like, have wine, like make candles. Right, like, like <laughs> candles, make crazy love. And then she could pack her things and get out of there. My wife would have no clue. Wow. She sleeps like that. So, but I'm I'm the light sleeper. So uh, when the baby gets up, it's uh, it's on you. It's yeah. on me. Yeah. And last night, uh, this dude, I don't know, man. I, I, sometimes, like, I feel like he loves me. I do. I, I know he loves me. Yeah. But sometimes I look in his eyes and, and there's this sort of uh, strange pleasure he gets <laughs> out of uh, keeping me up. He may he may love you, he just may not like you. See, he may a, not like me. <laughs> a, he may yeah. not like me. He may have caught me <laughs> touching his mom's boobs once. Like, hey. He's like, I'm the competition. <laughs> I think that might be how he sees it. He's like, I'm the only person that touches him. So maybe he caught that once. Could be. Or maybe the cat told him because he saw. I told you last week. Yeah, the right. Cat walk, they, yeah, yeah, cat walked in and, and saw the whole shebang. Mm. Yeah, that was that. I still haven't gotten that image out. Yeah, well, if I mean, it makes you feeling better, neither is the cat. Is the cat. <laughs> he has been funny. When I, like, I go to rub him, and he's like, <laughs> not after what I saw. He won't let me touch him. I don't know. He, maybe he thinks I'm going to try to do to him what I just did to his mama. I was like, no, kitty, that's a one-person thing. Yes. You're a different kind of. Yeah. I mean, because he's seen me jerk off. He hasn't. He hasn't weirded out over that. I don't do it on purpose, but listen. You jump in right when the good part of the scene is cut. There's no stopping the what train. What are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I, just can't. like look, yeah. you know. Yeah, and the cats lick their own buttholes. So really, that's they, another point. They do not own the moral high ground. They, they, right? They, he, he is in no position to judge. I've seen what he does. I've seen his, his him sniff his brother's booty hole. Yeah, right, so you right, are yeah. in no position no. to judge what I do. I don't say shit about that. So I don't expect you coming to me about what you <laughs> <laughs> the ground and pound or whatever you whatever you saw. Whatever it is you think you saw. <laughs> you know, this might be a good time for a break, Brian. Yeah, let's do that. And um we're gonna um um we're gonna bring back 
um, an interview we did about a year and a half ago with Drew Lynch. Yes. Um, we're trying to think happy holiday things here. Yes. Um, in this show, because it's, it's uh, the Christmas season, and uh, this is very likely the last show you'll hear from us before Christmas. Yes, and last week we had the heartwarming story of yeah. comedian Julie Scoggins, and, and I love the way you put it on Twitter, her emotional search for her birth mother yeah that was uh that was very heartwarming if you listen to that if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it and then now we've got another inspirational story we're all trying to keep this holiday theme going so yeah. drew lynch is up next <laughs> thanks a lot folks and a happy uh christmas and a merry good year so this is christmas and what have you Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Did you approve of that song? No. <laughs> I just I pulled it up quick. That's all. It's no, not. it's all right. It's all right. It's got a beach feel to it. Right. Right. Which yeah. is which is in, in it's a it's great summery. way to bring in yeah it's a great way to bring in our special guest. Yes. Drew Lynch. Hey. Yeah. And Stella. And Stella. Stella's here. I'm going to be very distracted by this interview because there's a dog in the room, and we all know I like dogs more than humans. I'm just saying. No no, no, no one's blaming you. Okay, good. Mm-mm. Good. Yeah. I mean, with the world as crazy as it is, dogs never attack me. <laughs> You've had hum- humans attack you? Not yet. I'm just waiting uh, on it. I'm only, just paranoid. Just, 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 just paranoid at all times. <laughs> but the likelihood is humans will attack you before dogs do. Sure, yeah. Sh- sure. Yeah. I feel like that's safe. Sure. Yeah. Good. Well, I think we I, th- I think we nailed it, right? We're done. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> that's, that was it. That's, that's our message. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it, so is this your first time here in Charlotte, or you performed um, here before? I've been to your I've, I've, I've been to your airport before. Um, <laughs> as a, best part of Charlotte. Yeah, I've had a lay, that's what I've heard. I've had a, I've, I've I've had a layover there. Um, uh, but that's about it. But this is my first time like out, outside. Where were the, you going when you had the layover? I'm not. Dr- I'm not sure. I because you were so excited to get to Charlotte. Yeah, I was. Uh, the The endorphins were over, overwhelming <laughs> for me at the in the line of the uh, the Cinnabon Airport. That I, uh, I honestly, I, I don't remember. Last year, I did so many. Sh- I did so many shows. I was on so many planes that I oftentimes <clears throat> was just when the pilot was like, "We're you're in Boston." I was like, "That's I guess that's where my, I guess that's where my gig is." They could just <laughs> lie to you. Yeah. Hey, you're in Tahiti. Awesome. Yeah, Why is it fine. snowing outside? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so home. Home base for you is LA, though. Uh, yes, that's where that's where I live. But I grew up in in, in, in Indianapolis, okay. and then I lived in Vegas for 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 a while. So you're a Colts fan? I am a Colts fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is, that yeah, what, is, sca- is that what this is about? To admit that? You just wanted to get me in a yep. small yeah. room. And wait, wait, wait. Let me make you feel better. Let me make you feel better. He's an Eagles fan. Oh, okay. Oh, so well, then yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a Colts fan. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Say that with the utmost confidence. <laughs> oh well, shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm a Colts fan. Diehard Colts fan, right I'm here. An Eagles fan? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thank you for bestowing us with your presence. <laughs> we got a Super Bowl in the room, ladies and gentlemen. The Super Bowl is in the room. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. So was it a big transition? Go, I, I would imagine going from Indianapolis to L.A. at a young well, age, you right? To Vegas first, right? Yeah, yeah. Which Vegas. that in itself, I feel like oh, either yeah. place is going to be a culture shock. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, I went to Vegas as, as uh, kind of like a teenager um and 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 i went to like some some theater schools uh growing up and then i moved to la originally because i wanted to be be an actor so i was perfectly affluent in 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 the english language at that time so uh meaning i i i didn't i didn't talk the way i i I talk now Mm -hmm. and then a few years ago i had a a, a sports injury so i went to sleep on a I went to sleep on a concussion, and so uh, so then that was when I started to stutter, and then that was when I started to do, do comedy. What was the sports injury? Uh, uh, softball. So well, but, oh. but generous of me to call, how generous of me to call it a sport, but yeah, but yes, <laughs> it counts. Yeah, it, it was a yeah. But um, did you get hit with the? Were you batting? Or were I got you hit with one of the w- <laughs> with one of the corn dogs from this from the stand. No, it was from <laughs> somebody uh, didn't like your batting style. They're like this guy. Uh, it was a uh, no. I got I got hit, I got I was playing shortstop and I got hit with the ball in the in the throat, which was the lesser oh. of the two of the two, of the two injuries. So when I, I I fell down and hit my head on the ground, and that gave me a c- c- from concussion. From getting hit in the throat. Yeah. So it took me. It, so it took me back, and I I hit my head on on, on the ground, uh, and apparently it was hard enough. To where I had a concussion and I went home that day and went to sleep on a concussion. You didn't think anything of it? No, because you're, you know, you're when you're when you're concussed, you're not like you're not aware. Right. And your throat probably hurt worse. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna go home and 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 take a take a nap, and then I woke up the next day and and, uh, so on, so 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 forth. And here you are on and the Comedy here. Zone podcast. And here, I, now I do po- I do podcasts in in basements across the country. Yes. So how, how long was the how long was the process of you? I mean, because what you did after that is amazing. I mean, to say that I'm going to continue to perform, and I'm going to like because a lot of people would have turned around and said, okay. My life's different. Yeah, now. they w- they would have let that stop them. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I I always wanted to because I never wanted to do comedy like like stand up at all, you know. Mm-hmm. But for me, at the time, I had representation as as an actor, so I had I had I was I was covered, and I was going out for like television shows, and then and when I was in the hospital, they uh, dropped me. They called me, and they're like, "We can't mm-hmm. do anything thing with you. We don't want to rep- rep- really? rep- represent you anymore." Wow. So th- I was feeling. I was feeling like helpless, so I, I I had already worked at a comedy club because I I I was uh, I was I took that job as a night job so I could have my days free to audition. So then I just started kind of going on the stage and just talking about some you know some of my fr- frustrations because it was I just got t- I just got impatient I got tired of people always always thinking that they need to say the thing I want to say or not listen to me or, or rush me or whatever. And stand up was kind of the place where that made me feel like I was, I could, I could be, I could be listened to where I could mm-hmm. say what I, what, 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 whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was my creative outlet and sort of a coping me- 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 mechanism that I needed at the, at, at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so had you always been funny though? Like, was it a natural? I'm still, I'm, I'm still not. But you know, uh, <laughs> but people are paying me. But yeah, so. people, yeah, people pay me, people pay me money. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, may, I mean, maybe. I, I, I feel I, like yeah. that has to be a yes, right? I get, <laughs> I guess. I. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah, but it right. finally, but I think it finally put like it gave me something to talk, talk, 
talk about, you know? Okay. See, before I didn't really have like a, a, a point of view on any sort of problem because my life was, was, was great, you know? So nobody really wants to hear, hear a guy go on stage talking about how great their life is. But because <laughs> I had this, because I had this issue, it kind of taught me, um, compassion and maybe a little bit of empathy in, 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 in a way. And I think when, when the audience sees that from some performer on stage, they can go, oh, well, he's broken a little bit, so I feel a little bit better <laughs> about that. Yeah, 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 you know, so people don't go to a comedy club so they can feel worse about their problems. They want to kind of escape from their sources for a second or connect with someone else on, on, on theirs. Sure. So. <laughs> so do you still do acting now? Yeah, I've done. I've I've gotten really lucky this past this 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 past year. I've been uh, fortunate that I've done a couple of um, TV shows and uh, some, some 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 film projects. So you've done some stuff with Marin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we on you were on his show. Yeah, yeah. I was on his show, and it was a it was it was a really cool um, experience because he you know he writes the he writes a lot for a lot of the for a lot of the show and. Um, yeah, he would just get super frustrated. Like, why am I saying this this line? And the writer's like, well, you know, Mark, you you wrote it. And he was like, yeah, but you know, fuck, you know, <laughs> it sucks. I, know, it sucks. I don't want. I don't, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be here. <laughs> just, that sounds like man. Yeah. So yeah. yeah it's, so he's, <laughs> he's 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 a great guy. <laughs> so if anything, the stutter has just brought into your career. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a good way of thinking. Then th- th- thinking about it. I mean, it it it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people don't really. So, I mean, a lot of people don't even know my name, but they'll be like, "Oh, but that's the guy, but that's the guy, yeah. that guy, that's the guy who stutters or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm like, "Yeah, we, yeah, we go to this, uh, we go to the same laundromat or, or, or whatever." <laughs> yeah, I will say that mine has done nothing for me, so no? you should feel very fortunate. Are you sure? Because yeah, that's yeah, pretty sure. It's a dope po- polo, bro. Don't <laughs> well, all right. Well, yeah. he is sponsored by Polo. So, they got me the Polo, know. but that's right. Good. No, that's not true. You had, you've done comedy, I have, and yeah. you're. Your first comedy performance that I was at mm-hmm. went really well, and yeah. there was a news story on it. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. So it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that that yeah. that's that's amazing. Right. <laughs> I work in the newsroom, so it's it's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was no, the good it, news yeah. for the day. Yeah, it, it was it, a good story. I can't. I mean, it's made me much like you know. I'm sure that you feel now. Mm-hmm. It's made me who I am today. I mean, mm-hmm. it's made me tougher. It's made me uh, more resilient. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's 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 absolutely formed who I am, and I know I can't imagine what it must have been like to wake up with it all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I can't imagine what it's like to to you know. Yesterday I was fluent. Today I'm not. That has to be a a, a crazy transition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it to eat. I mean, to you. To to each of us to our own, I guess, because that's you know that's also a thing I'll never I'll, I'll never know. Most yeah. m- most of the time, it's f- formed in ad- ad- adolescence. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but you know, I've been to s- support groups where you hear all mm-hmm. kinds of stories of you know uh, you know adult onset uh, st- stuttering where so they it just where comes it wasn't on. even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. some of it's sparked from traumatic injuries. Some uh-huh. of it's sparked from traumatic experiences, emotional traumas. Um, wow. Yeah, lots of people who, uh, lots of people who um, like served served in the military. That happens, you know. But mm-hmm. what's kind of great is, is is it's not just like I'm a like a lot of people. Someone brought to my attention that it's not just that it's appealing to the demographic of people with, with speech impediments. But I got I get I got all kinds of messages when I was when I was on the show last year of just people being like, you know, you you know 
know, me and my me and my wife went through. We were trying to have a, we were trying to have a, like we were trying to have a baby, but she had a she had a miscarriage, and you were the first thing that made us feel like it was okay to laugh at a, at, at a thing in a dark time. Or mm. people going through ke- ke- chemotherapy, and mm-hmm. you're like, hey man, I, you. It, you keep doing the comp, comp competition, and I'll keep fighting for through this through this chemo. That's awesome. It's insane. It gives it it, it, it it to me. It used to be just go do whatever you can to get it to, to to get a laugh on stage. But then that gave it so much 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 more weight and yeah. and purpose because then you're not only doing it for a motivation, but you're doing it because uh, there's an idea disguised behind a joke, and that to me is yeah. what. Pro- pro- that's what provokes change. That's what makes it the art form that's that's mm-hmm. supposed to be. Yeah, your light at the end of the tunnel. That's great. So, wow. So you were yeah. one of the because they don't do this a lot on that show. America's Got Talent. You got a golden ticket. Yeah. Oh, a golden bu- buzzer ticket for the fe- for the chocolate factory. But the the buzzer is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, is, that, is that I from? wish I would have got, 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 got really the ticket, bro. He really loves candy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I kind of would rather have a golden I, ticket. That's what I'm saying, Sam, bro. Got gobstoppers? Are you kidding? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was the, it was a, it was like a golden buzzer, and what it, what, what it meant essentially was that I got to just advance to the, to the live shows, um, so I didn't have to, I guess, go through as many uh, the qualifying rounds. rounds? Yeah, that, for some, for some. How of many the, do they have of those? I'm not sure. I think it's like four or five. Oh, so okay. I didn't skip like I didn't skip right. I didn't skip that many. I just skipped. Uh, but regardless, it was that moment was so much more va- validating just because not just because it was from. Howie Mandel, but who has this this figure of celebrity, but because he was a, a comedian, he is a comedian himself, and his whole career stemmed from ad- adversity. Uh, you know, from him being a germaphobe and him having uh-huh. social ang- anxieties yeah. himself. So, you know, when you're like talking to someone, and it's like it, you just feel like it's just a, a, a conversation between comics. You know, like where they yeah. get you on on that level. Yep. that was the way it, it, it felt. That's great. Mm-hmm. And this was last season. This was last season. Yes. Okay, so the, oh, because I we had a friend of the family, well, one of my cousins, uh, Ariel. Why, why are you pointing at me? I'm not part of your family. What is just how I think? Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Let me see. Let me see, let me see your arm. Put it next to. Next to his. Uh, He's been out in the sun a lot though. Okay. So and she hasn't at all. At all. <laughs> ever in my life. You, bet. you, 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 you look or, like you've just been in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to leave. Is there life People out there? No. I see. That. I saw. I saw the handcuff. To the yeah, yeah. She, yeah. 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 But yeah, she was on there. She sung opera. Ariel Burrell out of Philadelphia. She's great. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, she, she's super sweet. Yeah, that's one of my cousins. She's oh. very, yeah, very, very sweet girl. But that's cool though. So y'all were both on mm-hmm. the the uh, the same season. So what did that do? I mean, I, I would imagine it did wonders like for your career and your notoriety. And- yeah, I got to do. I got to do this. Uh, uh, this so. <laughs> Right. Straight to the top. He can uh, die happy uh, now. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, I'm killing it. Yeah. Yeah. So now um, you can go for a golden ticket. That's yeah, now. I think they're doing that contest next year. Yeah. I don't know how I screwed that up. No, that's that's that's, that's, uh, that's I right. did. Let's just rewind. At least you said at least at least when you corrected it, you said bu- bu- buzzer. Some people say bu- buzzard, and that's, that's oh, a buzzard. Bird. A golden yeah. buzzard. <laughs> a golden buzzard. Completely. That's a different show. That's a terrible thing. That's got no value. Yeah. It's got no value. Um. But yeah, no, it has it has helped a lot. Um, I only found out how vast the, 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 that audience was um, in after in, in getting off of the sh- in, in getting off of the show. So because when I'm doing the show, I didn't know how many people were were, were watching it. Right. But since traveling, um, there's been people who, you know who I mean they're just like you know me and me and my family or or, or, or whatever. And it's been a thing where uh, it, it, it's 
I underestimated how many people there were that watched and how many people that were that voted or they say, like, I never watched that show or I never voted on that show, but I did for for, for you. It makes me feel it makes me feel like, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, you know, thank you. And yeah. And I I, I didn't I didn't win. And a lot of people like, oh, I'm bummed that you didn't win. But to me, you know, had I been stuck in and had I won, then you get your own show in Vegas and then I wouldn't get to travel. And I like traveling Mm -hmm. and meeting all these all these people yeah so it's kind of a you know everything happens for 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 for, for, for a reason or whatever don't you think that you probably meet more people traveling than you would in i mean oh sure vegas is a huge pull for people to come sure to, but sure yeah i mean i would i would definitely much rather have have this because then you have f- freedom and you have artistic liberties to say hey i want to do do this project and yeah you don't have to necessarily ask um permission from 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 them and i think i'm not sure if they i think i, I don't know how much or whatever but i think they get a portion of everything you make as well so mm. okay yeah. does does touring help your comedy continue to grow yeah i mean i i was doing comedy for for a long time before america's got talent so um once i did this show and all that material on that show i dumped it just because once once i do it on tv i get rid of it just so i can keep writing and and um growing i filmed my hour special a few few weeks ago with howie howie was on 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 it that's awesome that was awesome so right now i'm in the process of being like well i just got rid of all, all, all all that so i gotta build um I gotta build a, 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 again, so. So you better come out this weekend. Yeah. Better come see it. <laughs> come see Drew. So where where are you off to next? After after this, uh, I go to Vegas. <laughs> ironically, <laughs> how, how how funny! I got shows. I got shows in Vegas, and then and then I'm in in, in, in Indianapolis. But I'm touring. I'm gonna try to tour less. Um, uh, in 2017, because uh, I, I've got some projects in in, in LA that, that 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 I'm working on, and I'm trying to get oh. trying to get the a follow up show to this to this to the special if we can pitch it to the to the same network to have it as like a one two com- com- combo thing. What um, are you allowed to say? What network the comedy special's on? Not no, yet. Not yet. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll stand by for that. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. well. Thanks for rolling through. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, hanging with us and much continued success. And man. and congratulations for being on our show. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, just, yeah. I feel this like was that. we need to put that out. This is the golden ticket. Yeah. Right. I know. I wasn't right. even r- 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 runner up to this show. Right. I just got to do. No. This show. No. You are the official winner, <laughs> okay. and we have some gobstoppers for you. So. Oh. Okay. Good. Cool. Now, where's the best place to catch you all? Um, on social media or your website or? Um. You can. Uh. My. My Twitter and Instagram is uh, the Drew Lynch, and this is the same for my Facebook fan page or whatever. And then I also ha- have a website, which is just just, just drewlynch.com. Check out the dog vlog. Oh yeah, I yeah. Like you that. what you do yeah. do do you like it yeah. with her? Yeah, dude. I have people that have. I, I did a show in Portland where I did the I did the hour, and I was hanging out after saying hi hi to everybody, and this really cute old couple came up and they said we don't want you to be upset but we didn't watch america's got talent and we kind of enjoyed your show, show tonight but we're just here for for stella, stella. and so i was like <laughs> okay a star. And I like, mean, can you get her and i was like i, I guess so so it's cool that you know <laughs> i don't know this for sure but she she is a service dog mm-hmm. are 
Am I allowed to pet her? Not or when is it her vest upon? is not when okay. her, not when her vest is vest is on. Okay. Um, when it's, it's the off, training. Yeah, right? yeah. When okay. when when it's off, uh, when it's off, she has like a different m- m- mindset. She's like a different dog, and so then you're able to right. Because uh, I'm gonna say it was kind of hard not to just tackle her and hug her and snuggle her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you don't like being attacked by humans, but you don't mind attacking like, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Wait, well, you're saying there's a difference? I don't. I. Okay. I'm not. I am not making a. D- 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 Definitive statement, but I, okay. but I maybe right. I may or may not have a scar above my lip for attacking dogs. And on that note, come out this weekend. <laughs> uh, come out this weekend to see Drew and go see him in Vegas and everywhere follow else. Follow him on social media. Follow him on yeah. social media. TV show. If I can. Uh, no, you can Real can't. quick. So nope. this is wait, where. Anyways. No, no, <laughs> wait, I got the board here, man. I can do whatever. <laughs> wait, I have a follow up question. Does Stella have a Twitter? Um. Uh. No. Not most yet. people. Most, most people just f- follow her in in person. <laughs> just like to her literally to her, to her car. Yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead. Um. You know, Drew. I know it's not. It's probably not necessarily something that you asked for, or even maybe that you know you thought would happen when you when you started this th- th- whole um this whole thing. But I know for uh, for a fact when I talk to other people who stutter, your um influence and your what you mean to that community is immeasurable and i hope that you understand that i hope that that you know that you have a sense of what you know what you're doing the the intestinal fortitude that it took for you to do what you did isn't lost on people who who stutter and i hope that you know i hope you have an understanding of that and brian now has his pants off and he's ready to go not at all i'm just kidding it's just it means a lot yeah because normally people who have this don't you know when i started stuttering i just stopped talking Mm -hmm. and i started writing and it turns out that's worked out pretty well for me but (laughs) but but generally speaking they don't decide you know i'm gonna get up in front of a bunch of people with my own material and hope they laugh at what i have to say Mm -hmm. because for most people that's horrifying just the amount of intestinal fortitude it took for you to do that even even if you don't have a speech impediment lots of people are terrified to get up in front of people Mm -hmm. and speak so that much more on top of it Mm -hmm. yeah so you know i didn't mean to get intense there but what you're doing really really does matter to now people his shirt's like, off like <laughs> no, you I, know to people like us so I, I just you know i hope you have a sense of that and, yeah and well I, I i i appreciate yeah. it man Mm-mm-mm. yeah i really do Mm-mm. let's let's end this for our start <laughs> right I get emotional right. when y'all see, <laughs> the sad the full house music is gonna come on in a second Stop it. <laughs> thanks thanks a lot drew we yeah. appreciate it man thank you th- thank you guys Mm-mm. thanks brian for opening up we'll be back Welcome back, Comedy Zone Podcast. No, that was not the Saturday Night Live theme music. <laughs> I noticed what some of you thought, you youngins. Brian, tell a, tell the people about what, what we just heard. Uh, that was John Lennon and the Plastic Owner Band. Now, we're recording this uh, podcast on December 8th of uh, 2017, 37 years ago today, that uh, John Lennon was uh, shot and killed in front of his apartment complex, uh, his apartment the Dakota in uh, New York City. Uh, John Lennon, of course, the former Beatle. Um, 
and uh, so I just thought, you know, it's December. I know you're probably not listening to the podcast on December eighth, but but you know, for us here in the studio, it is December eighth, and, and, and it and just <clears throat> kind of um, it's one of those days that you know, for me, I don't think about it until I wake up in that morning, and everyone's like, "Oh, John Lennon, thirty-seven years ago today." And then it kind of hits, you know, um, hits home a little bit more for the older guys, I imagine. But. Well, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of different generations have their version sure. of that. Yeah. Right. Like the, the John Lennon died. I know. How, you remember how old you were? Yeah, it was uh, 1980. So I was still in high school. Uh, it was maybe a sophomore in high school. And yeah. see, and the interesting thing is when I was in high school, Biggie Smalls and Tupac yeah, got killed. Yeah. So that was the thing for my generation. Yeah. Was was those deaths, and then I don't know what it is for for this group here. Well, I think for the '90s kids, it was probably Kurt Cobain. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah, a lot of suicide and yeah. drug overdose stuff. Yeah, yeah. For this, um, for the for this for this generation, but yeah, that stuff leave that stuff leaves an impact. And for because I know we have younger listeners too. Just talk for a second about just the cultural impact of John Lennon. And- yeah, you know his um, obviously his time with the Beatles, but but also afterwards and and let's i know now and and probably not the greatest guy in the world had some some you know issues with women um um uh, left his first wife for yoko um left um yoko for a year to run off and play in la with alice cooper and Jim Morrison and all those guys, mm. but it was always a a a, um, a a cultural icon and 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 um, responsible for writing you know some of the greatest music ever recorded, arguably, um, you know, with the Beatles, both with Paul McCartney. Although, um, even though they got credits for you know Lennon and McCartney. Um, you know, you could always tell the John Lennon songs from the Paul McCartney songs. The Paul McCartney songs were always sort of happy, she loves you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then John Lennon's um, Beatles songs were always like, you know, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and and In My Life and and um, and stuff that was a little more a little more sort of heady. Mm. Um, you know, for the Beatles. But the thing now that strikes me now that I'm older, um, is when I was 14. Um. Um, you know, John Lennon was shot and killed, and he was 40 years old. So you don't think, you know, when you're 14, 40 seems like forever ago. Right. 40, or yeah. forever ahead. Yeah. You know, oh, he was old. 40. Yeah, yeah, old people, 40. Uh, it didn't really strike me until um, a couple years ago. He had just gotten back into recording after five years because he wanted to to, to raise um, Sean. And, and uh, uh, he... Um, had literally just released an album, Double Fantasy, a, a month before, mm. and he was forty. Whew. Had his whole life ahead of him, which I realize now. That now I'm that you've you hit forty, yeah, uh, right, and fifty, right, yeah. It, it, but it didn't really occur to me until you know a few years ago that Lennon had his whole life in front of him. <laughs> but when you were that age, you're like, well, he had a full yeah, life. Yeah, forty. It's a good run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, forty years. I mean, come on now. Yeah, so I, I, I can only hope <laughs> to make it to forty. <laughs> so I've looked at at his life and career much differently now, you know, over the past um, several years. And if you just look at like you know, Double Fantasy, maybe at least the album that's his, not not the side. It was a double album. One of them was Yoko's, the other one was John's. 
uh, you know, Yoko's music for the most part unlistenable. But um, John <laughs> is Lennon's, it really that you know, bad? Oof. Yeah, Oof. yeah, it's rough. But but uh, um, you know, John Lennon. I'm just you know watching the wheels and and women and and just um, you know the songs on on Double Fantasy are just you know maybe some of his best work ever. Mm. And then he just got cut down a month later. So just a crazed fan, from what I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, guy who who just had some sort of weird connection with Lennon in his head and and um had asked for an autograph hours before and then hung out um in front of the Dakota and uh, John Lennon was walking in and uh he said uh, uh Mark David uh, Chapman said Mr. Lennon and he turned around and shot him in the chest so. Mark David Chapman. Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Why do all these dudes have the three names? Lee Harvey Oswald, Mark David yeah. Chapman. They do that. Sammy Joe Francis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, they do that um, particularly in the legal realm so that, you know, Mark David Chapman or uh, Mark Chapman in Poughkeepsie doesn't go, wait a minute. No, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. Mark Mark Allen Chapman. Thank God it was on Twitter. <laughs> Quit adding me. I I didn't kill John Lennon. Okay. To shut down my account. <laughs> right. Um. I think um you know legally I think you know they always release the full name and then the media just goes with the full name just to avoid any confusion from. Yeah. You know another guy, from you know John Hinckley in Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. When you share that same name, man. It's... <laughs> I never. Luckily, no one named Will Jacobs has done anything nefarious. But wasn't there a journalist named like Jerry Sandusky? But it was it was like J E R R Y Sandusky. <laughs> yes, he's like I'm not him. I'm not him. I wish we could interview one of those guys. I'm not him. <laughs> well, well. So, so yeah. So you know that's. Um, Man, that that's I, I'm one of those days that in a lot of people's minds, I guess that's one of those you remember where you were, yeah, kind of days when you when you heard that. Uh -huh. It was during uh, Monday Night Football. It was on a Monday night, and uh, the, um, Howard Co they actually broke into the game, and uh, Howard Cosell actually told me that John Lennon, wow, had, not like told me specifically, but he announced you know during there was the Dolphins and I want to say Dolphins Patriots, really. I'd have to look that up, but yeah, that's back when the Patriots sucked. Yeah, yeah. People don't remember that the Patriots used to be horrible. Then uh, Tom Brady and Darth Vader. Yeah, but their uniforms were way better then. Yeah, they had better uniforms and a yeah. a far worse team. I remember being like, "Oh shit, we get to play the Patriots." Now you're like, "Oh shit, we got to play the Patriots." <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a complete flip. So let, let's talk for for a quick second. Let's take a take a little circle around the league since we football came up. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. What kind of space are you all in? Matt Stafford's hand is funky. Uh, you're kind of in the playoff race, but then there's that guy coming back week 15 in your division. Yeah. Discount double check. The Lions aren't going to make the playoffs. That, okay. They can't run the, the – they haven't had I, – I think I think Bill Clinton was still in office last time the Lions had a 100-yard rusher. rusher. It's brutal. Damn it. It's just brutal. And I know that, you know, there's an element of their passing game that they try to use as a as – a, but come on. It, it's you gotta, you're going to have to run the football. You're going to have to run the football. Wow, and they can't run the football, and they can't really stop anybody. And and Stafford can't do it by himself; he's got no one to throw to. It, it, it's just they're not gonna, they're not gonna make the playoffs. 
Oh, come on. But it started off so well. I mean, the defense looked good. Yeah. The secondary looked really good. Still, you just can't run the ball. Yeah, and they can't. Was it last? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who did they lose to last week? <laughs> I know they lost to Minnesota on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was that was rough. And then last week they lost to. Um, I can't remember who they played last week. I don't remember either. Because somebody stepped on Stafford's hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who was that that stepped on his no, hand? I don't know. Could be anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of his own linemen, probably. Probably somebody <laughs> with three names. <laughs> Jimmy Joe Oswald. J- Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Was that it? Well, but he- I don't I don't hold out much hope for the line, especially if Rodgers comes back. That dude, man. He's the best player in the NFL. I, mean, I understand people like Brady, but <laughs> Rodgers, I, I just I look at him and I go, That's that's the best guy. Yeah. That's yeah. he's just the most talented. Yeah, I think you know, certainly the guy you want. You know, if you're building a team, yeah, it probably starts around Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would think so. And, and that, you know, as for us, you know, my birds, uh, we got humbled up. Uh, you know, we went to Seattle. We were riding a, I don't know, what was it, ten game winning streak. And uh, Russell Wilson, that man is, um, he's a magician. Russell Wilson, you know, yeah. I went into that game. Uh, excited because I, you know, you look. It, he's one of those players where you see him doing all that shit in the pocket, where he backs up and he runs in a circle, and then he runs to the left and he runs to the right, and then he gets behind a parked car and dodges people for five seconds and then comes back out. He does all this shit in the pocket, and you look at that and you go, okay, well, wait till our pass rush gets to him. We're gonna stop all this twirly bird shit. You know, we're gonna make him pay for that. He did the same shit to us. Yeah. By the second quarter, I was terrified every time he dropped back. Yeah. Every time he dropped back, the shit was like a horror movie. And he would dodge a guy and duck under a guy and move around a guy and throw a 20-yard laser to Doug Baldwin. I mean, without fail. That 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 dude is scary. Yeah. Scary. And he's only like 5'10. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not, yeah. Uh, so like terrified. They lost Richard Sherman. They lost Cam Chancellor. They lost this. They lost. It doesn't matter. Russell, what this dude is. Yeah. I, he's got like a GPS in his brain. Like, who turns their back to the rush? Who spins around? I've never seen anybody just spin around. It feels like they should be playing the Benny Hill music with you. <laughs> he just dodging guys. So that's what he that's what he did to us, and they won. Uh, I would like to think it'd be a different story if it were in Philadelphia, but I don't know. I I, I, I think so. Know. I think that that a that's a tough place to play, and anytime those far East Coast teams have to travel west. Yeah, it's tough on them because of the time zone. For some reason, the the West Coast teams seem to fare easier on the East Coast or fare better on the East Coast than the than the East Coast teams do in the West. I don't know why that is. It's weird, but a lot of dumb mistakes too. Carson Wentz fumbled. He missed some throws. Um, it's just a lot. A whole lot of things came together. But I do think it was good for us to lose a game. And yes, I do say us when I refer to my football team. Okay, yeah. I do. You know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think that they needed to get hit in the mouth once so they weren't too – because, you know, they're they're doing the electric slide and shit on the sideline. They got all these choreographed celebrations. They come into the game with five different dances they're going to do. And it was just good for one game for somebody to shut all of that down Mm -hmm. and say, look, this isn't happy town. You got to come with your hard hat on and be yeah. ready to play. And we had been getting away with a lot of mistakes because we were playing bad teams. You can get away with a mistake against the Bears. 
Yeah. We were making the same mistakes against the Bears, but it didn't matter because we were just so much better. But when you're playing these upper echelon teams, that margin for error gets tight. And and we found that out. So hopefully that was a little taste of playoff action for Carson Wentz. It got him yeah. close to that feel. Yeah. It was a big time uh, national game. Uh, I think I think that'll benefit them in the long run. Yeah. I, I, you know, so we'll see. They play the Rams this week in L.A. That'll be tough. They got to go west again. Yeah. Well, they're staying there. Oh, they so they so there. they did the Seattle game and then they just set up camp in L.A. Okay. Gotcha. So they so they they didn't go back. They didn't come back. Um. So we'll see. That game will be. I wonder. Sunday is there any afternoon. talk of canceling that game with the fires and stuff like that? Or I, you know, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything, but yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Since LA's on fire. Yeah, that's. Oh man, how yeah. about that? I was seeing yeah. some of the video. I'm like, that's the horrible. So global yeah. warming is playing a role in this, right? No, the the, the planet's no? fine. The planet is fine. <laughs> Alarmist. That's fake news. <laughs> that is fake news. Um, where do you land on the uh, uh the touchdown celebration? Now the NFL in the offseason we're like you know before like you can't use props you can't use multiple players yeah. you can't go to the ground you can't use the ball you can't do all this. now they said do whatever you want yeah yeah uh you know I think where I'm at is I just want a time limit on them <laughs> I just you know I, I I the guys want to get together and they want to be bowling pins and they want somebody to back up and roll the football and knock them over that's fine but you guys don't have to come up individually and take your place at each <laughs> pin. That's a lot of pins. I, so I just feel like there should be like a 10-second thing on it or something. If it yeah. goes over, you get a delay a game. Like, I, I just don't like them to be long. I, I kind of hate it. And really? I realize I'm just an old guy now. Yeah, you're crusty. But, like, it, it, I remember, like, you know, when the when the, when the 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 Redskins would score and they did, you know, they they would do the fun bunch, you know. The guys would get around and they would jump and like high, you know, all all eleven guys would high five in the air. Oh, I didn't mind that. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. They did it every time. That's yeah. fine. But this, like, this, like you said, the the pins and the the you know the choreographed, you know, the pre decided, like they, you know, oh no, this just came to us. No, it didn't. No, hell no. No, you've been practicing all week. It was premeditated. <laughs> so you've been trying to think of stupid shit that you can do in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. All week that involves as many guys as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, with um, um, was it? I think the Vikings did like a Thanksgiving dinner thing where the football was the turkey and they had guys yeah, sit around. Come long. on, stop it. It, it. Yeah. Stop it. I. T- so you don't want them to do that at all. I don't like the choreographed, the 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 uh, premeditated, um, choreographed. So what do you like? Just the spontaneous yippee. Yeah, I like the spontaneous stuff. I like I, I'm I, and again I realize <laughs> how this sounds. <laughs> I let you know I appreciate it, Barry Sanders. Okay, just hand the ball to the ref quietly. Go to the your sideline. I, yeah. I I like that. Yeah, I like I don't even mind Cam Newton Superman thing. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, that's fine. It's one guy, you know. He does a Superman thing. He gives the kid a ball, like you know, giving the kid the ball is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's a, because you get the kid looks, you know, the kid's having a good time. He's smiling. He's amazed. He got a ball. Cam Newton's his hero for like. I that's all great. Yeah, I, I'll I'll reserve. Okay, <laughs> listen, man, those kids' parents have the money to have them front row at a damn stadium. They're do- well, but I think the kids come running up though, don't they? <sighs> They don't run that far. 
All right, you may be right about that. <laughs> From the back of the end zone to the stands, <laughs> how far is the kid running? I'm just saying. Fair I enough. mean, these kids Fair are doing enough. pretty well. I'd, yeah. I'd kind of rather him throw a ball up into the cheap seats <laughs> and give it to one of those kids. But that, but I digress. I, I understand what you're well, saying. Shoulder's been hurt. That's, that's fair. But the, the, I didn't, you know, I don't mind the Superman thing. It's just the, the just too much for you. Yeah, just you know, getting the whole team involved and doing this like you know choreographed <laughs> thing that clearly they've worked hours on. Hours, hours. <laughs> when they sh- they use practice time for this. <laughs> Can you watch in film? They dedicated the last twenty minutes of practice to nailing this electric slide. But you know, I mean, that's hey man. I mean, the NFL uses it to advertise. They take yeah, some of the celebrations. I, I, and- I it's great. I know I know people like it. They think it's fun. They think it you know whatever the NFL trying to put fun back in the, the whatever, put fun uh, back in man. It, it, it. <laughs> But I just don't. I I just don't like it. Just rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, and I think I don't like it because it it happens a lot against the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Brian has seen every dance. <laughs> it's like dancing with the stars with you yeah. watching a damn game. There's yeah. the rumba, the mumba. The <laughs> but nobody fun bunches after a field goal, so it has been, I haven't seen a lot of Lions celebrations this year. Yeah, well, see, when the Lions scored, they don't know what to do because they didn't plan on that. <laughs> they did not plan. There was nothing premeditated. <laughs> We had well, first of all, we didn't know this was gonna happen. Okay, <laughs> so I no, I I understand. I you know I'm I'm one of those people where I understand the folks that enjoy it and they like anticipating what the guys are gonna do next, and I understand the folks that are like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like I get both of those. I I don't really have a have a strong take on it. Right. I just want the Eagles to score touchdowns. To be honest, I don't give a shit what they do. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Especially in that yeah. Seattle game, I'm like. <laughs> you know, just so they got a touchdown, you can do whatever. You can, just please, just yeah. score a touchdown. You know, but I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, and but and um, wanted to cover this before we got off because I know this is the last episode we're gonna have before the holidays, and um, I wanted to uh, just kind of talk about just sort of what the holidays mean to you, and and yeah. you know, I, I think this is a time that everybody, you know, sort of reflects on things like that and spends time with family and gets jazzed up about yuletide cheer and whatnot and so 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 for you brian like growing up you know christmas and all of this what did what did that mean for you and your family yeah, excited it, about that yeah um it was always um you know we had a small family not you know i'm an only child so we you know um we would always spend a lot of christmas with you know grandparents and cousins and extended family and stuff like that so yeah it was always um, it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of my favorite memories as a kid were spent with other members of my family. And, um, you know, some of those, you know, obviously the older ones have passed on and, but, um, and the younger, you know, the kids that I grew up with are all, you know, have all, you know, moved on. My, I only have really two cousins, one's in, uh, San Diego and the others in, uh, North, like in the deep woods in Northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's always, yeah, just, you know, warm kind of, you know, warm, happy memories of family and, and and just you know, hanging out, me and my parents, and yeah, it's good. Now, how about your wife? Uh, is she into it, or is her family into it? She, she yeah, her, her family, a lot of her memories, I think, you know, probably would um, kind of echo mine. She has a much bigger family mm-hmm. and a uh, an elevated uh, level of insanity in her family, but <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> she will tell you that, too, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying anything that she wouldn't say, but... Um, her mom bake, spends the weeks before Christmas baking dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies, Oof. and so she she still will send us, 
you know, tubs full of cookies. Oh, do you eat all the cookies? Um, we I'll we'll share some cookies. We're trying not to eat all the cookies, <laughs> but we will. In uh, the past, you ate a bunch of. The oh cookies. yeah, yeah, yeah. She makes uh, Buckeyes. Do you know what Buckeyes are? Nah. Uh, little um, peanut butter balls. Um, the peanut butter has like Rice Krispies mm-hmm. in it, and then they're dipped in chocolate. Wow. So, yeah, it's that sounds greatest, good. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So she'll send us, you know a few dozen cookies and because she makes like literally dozens and dozens and so dozens she just makes them so she can send them to people yeah um and she'll bring when um uh people visit the house she'll take them you know into the basement where they're all laid out in in tubs mm. um on a big long table and just you know let people make plates of cookies for themselves so she gives away hundreds of cookies hundreds wow. and hundreds of cookies every year wow so yeah so that 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 um you know i imagine my you know, a lot of my wife's Christmas memories would probably echo mine spent with family. Now, do you do the Christmas music? I'm not a huge fan of the Christmas music. Neither am I. Yeah. Um, particularly, okay, so the, there's two. <laughs> particularly when they start playing it right after Halloween, first of all. <laughs> They're jumping the gun a bit, right? Uh, and uh, can we talk about the Hallmark Channel for a second? Mm. We should beef with the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Um, they started playing Christmas movies. When? In October. Oh, come on. Like mid-October. I'm not exaggerating. That's ridiculous. They're, and it's just, they have Christmas movies on a, on a loop. at the. <sighs> and my wife, who who writes books, who writes stories like that, yeah. loves these Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> oh! I, I was not expecting enough. you to say that. Cannot get enough of the Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, my gosh. So... It's always like, hey, there's a new Hallmark Christmas movie at eight o'clock tonight. Great, I'm gonna go <laughs> die. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang myself in my closet. <laughs> if you need me, that's right. Give this sleep apnea. <laughs> so, so, and and they're all the same movie. Like they're all they in. I think I want to say in mid November, the Hallmark Channel ran a clip show. It's like here's the you know upcoming new movies that, and it look they aired a dozen, maybe fifteen clips in the course of an hour. It looked same. like they were all from the same movie. Oh my god. And it, it's, Are they it's, all the? They don't think somebody's going to be there for the holiday, and they end up being there. Is that the big thing? There's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of um, a person comes from the big city to a small town for some reason because they're going to because his company's going to buy the factory or whatever. <laughs> then they decide not to. Cause yeah, they get all wrapped then, up in the yeah <laughs> because he falls in love with the you know the woman whose father owns the factory, and he you know he put the and. And then there's there's the person who doesn't like Christmas anymore because something horrible happened at Christmas. And then you'll meet a person who's like, she's Susie Christmas. And, and so she has to, you know, her job in order to fall in love with this person is to convince them that Christmas is the best thing ever. Oh, my God. It's just, it is, it's the worst. Uh, it's, and what it's are the titles the, usually? Like, what, what's a, a typical title? Um, the, uh, Miss Christmas, M-I-S-S. Miss Christmas, which um, was one of the one I want to. S- I mean, and the actresses, it's always it, they recycle the same three actresses, too. Oh, so they're always playing the same character. Oh no! It, it, it's just it's it's rough. So then, it's so rough. the Tara gets wrapped up in her blanket and she's got her little cup of tea or something, it. and Loves she's ready it. to watch these. And has been watching chocolate. these since the middle of October. Oh my god! Yeah. Every night, <laughs> every night. There's a, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, see, I'm a, 
I'm kind of with you on this. I'm not a big, and I think I may have been, and I'm sure the, the listeners know by now, but my mother passed away when I was 10 years old. Well, my mom was like super Christmas. Like she, you know, it was her thing, you know, tons of gifts, all that yeah. stuff. And when my mom passed away, I tell people, my father was like um, the GOP coming in. He just came in slashing programs. Yeah. So like <laughs> I used to have Big Breakfast Wednesday. That was gone. He was I, he was overturning everything. He was overturning <laughs> everything. Everything that we had in place, right? My father overturned everything. I had been getting allowance free and easy. And all of a sudden my father looks over at me and he goes, So let me let me understand this. So I'm gonna continue to pay you just for existing. So then all of a sudden it got attached to chores and shit. Like they uh, like yeah, like I had to do this and that to get my allowance. That was never the case before my mom passed away. So my dad just like he's like, ah, oh, now I can do all the shit I've been wanting to do. And like it just changed. So every everything changed. Um and my father was never big on holidays like that. My dad's the type of guy where we would get him a gift for Christmas. He'd get around to opening that gift in March. Hmm. Like he just uh, you know, I just want a time where I can sit around and I got time to really focus in on this. It's like that. It's opening yeah. a gift. You don't have to focus it. It's not brain surgery. Do you think that that, that was kind of his way of dealing with your mom was all about Christmas? I just think he's like that. <laughs> he just he's cynical. <laughs> yeah. He thinks it's not all a lot of yeah. it is bullshit. Yeah. He's just he's that guy. Yeah. And uh, he got free reign to be that guy when my mom was gone. It was just all him. Luckily, I had a bunch of aunts. And and don't get me wrong. My dad would still take care of us with the yeah. Christmas gifts and stuff. But he was not the playing the ho-ho-ho music. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a big lights guy. He might have put them up if we wanted it, but he could care less. And then I took that on. So yeah. now I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, oh, I, Maybe I'm Scrooge, you know, the bah humbug type. I, I don't I don't fancy myself as that, but I could see how someone would say that. Like my brother, he who who lives with us now, he's so excited. His mom was like Miss Christmas. Yeah. So he I mean, me and him have different mothers. Uh -huh. And she was just totally about it. So he's like, oh, you know, he's got his little Bluetooth speaker. He's playing Christmas music all the damn time now. He plays it in the shower. He plays it in the bed. He plays it when he's cooking. It's just like. It's is it is it like the traditional uh, Christmas music or is yes. it more like, you know, the genre of the music he listens to? No, it's the traditional. So Up it's, here, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's all that shit. <laughs> On a loop, brother. I did not recognize that. I, so that was <laughs> some old white dude. Fling, fling, all fucking day, right? So I'm like, uh, you know, all right. Like I, I understand maybe when you go to bed or something, but this is all day. It's like he's just like, I don't know. I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm like, all right. And then so now, you know, my wife's excited about it. She's the same way. She wants to just listen to Christmas music. Uh, they want to get the tree, so now we're like on a tree hunt, and I'm the type where I'm just like, okay, just tell me what to do and how much it is, and I'll take care of it. You get a live tree? Yeah, we're gonna get a live tree now because we're in a house. Before we were in an apartment, so we would get just a small. You know, you're just bringing bugs tree. in your house with a live tree. Right? Yeah, I understand, but okay. it's just a thing. We like to smell. <laughs> okay, right. I understand. That's... Why you say we're bringing bugs? In? Because trees have bugs. I've never. I've had a live tree for many years. I never had a bug infestation after that. Uh, <laughs> Jonah Ray tells a great. You know who Jonah Ray is? Yes. Okay. So he not really. He tells a great story. He and um, Kamel Nanjani from The Big Sick. Yeah. Uh, used to run a show at Meltdown in L.A. 
Oh, it's called Meltdown. Um, okay. It was on TV. He's the new face of uh, Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought Pat Oswalt was doing that. He is, but he he's playing uh, TV's Frank in oh, the new. So okay. he's he's one of the 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 uh, geniuses. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, Jonah Ray tells a great story about he went to a party after Christmas in L.A. and uh, uh, this house had a live tr- <laughs> live tree, and it was out by the curb because it was after Christmas, and so they they had put the tree out. And so he thought it w- it would be really funny if he if he grabbed the tree that was out by the curb and brought it back into the house. So he grabs the tree, <laughs> and he's got it like by one hand, and he. <laughs> He comes into the party, so it's a house full of people. Oh my god! Comes into the party and goes, "Merry Christmas, everybody!" And like, Goosh! like, slams, slams it, you know, trunk down into the middle of the living room with a bunch of people around, and it just rains spiders. All oh! Over. <laughs> just thousands and thousands of spiders fly off. Of the- That's such a great story. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so just be aware. So be you, aware. <laughs> Maybe it was an old tree. It was by the curb, and yeah, they, when they, I get the tree, I'll slam it down. At least spray it with something before spray. you. Yeah, spray the tree. But well, so to our listeners, if you get a live tree. Slam that shit down at the lot before you buy right. it because it may right. be full of spiders. I guess ask ask them if it's been treated. Maybe they treat them. I don't know. Maybe but they treat them. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But may, you know, I. So anyway, they're they're excited about that. And my my brother asked me, he said, "What are you excited about?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I like the food. People cook a lot. Yeah, food, um, food the, of the holidays is great. I'm not yeah. an eggnog guy, but if it's got a little something in it." I'll, I'll drink yeah, it. a little rum. Yeah, a little rum. A little spice rum. A little spice rum. Spice rum. I, I, could, I could deal with it. Um, and uh, I like family. I like seeing family, especially now since I've moved down south. Uh, a lot of my family's in the Philly, Chester, Delaware area. So we get to go up there. And this year it'll be special because it'll be my son's first Christmas. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my wife, I know she's just, she's going to go over the top. Yeah. I, I can feel that. I'm going to look in the bank account. There's going to be $10 because she's going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah. This little guy is going to have a heck of a Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if having a child will soften your. Uh, Maybe. Your, I, I think your, I'll get a Christmas. kick out of seeing him, seeing how excited he is about it. Yeah. I mean, he might not be excited. Is he going to. I mean, does he is he aware? Nah. Kind of now at seven months. At seven know, months, yeah. he just he knows who I am. He knows who she is. Yeah. He, he ain't. Nah. He's a smart kid, but he ain't Christmas smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Have you like taken him like like um, you know how how some parents and and again we don't have children, uh huh. But like you know some parents will take their like six months old kid to the zoo. It's first trip to the zoo. Like what? what Hell no. You leave him in the. <laughs> you could sit him <laughs> right. You could sit him in the trunk and he wouldn't know where he was at. <laughs> and he, he could think he was at the zoo. No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, we I don't know. just do random shit like that. No, no, no. He's got to be able to say, "Wow, I like this." Before I take him, spend that kind of money. Yeah, at least say, yeah, have. I mean, it just it feels like that's more for the parents than it is. It I mean, is clearly because the kid doesn't know. One thing I know about my son, though, is he's going to be into the toys. He's going to be into things that light up and rattle, and sure. he likes that kind of stuff. So I know, and I just the the thing I, the thing I'm really worried about is 
what kind of outfit my wife's going to put on him. Because, mm. you know, she may bring him up in the damn family thing as a reindeer. I don't know what she's going to try to mm. do to him. Yeah. These big candy cane stocking socks or something. I, I, I just, like, don't embarrass. Yeah, that shit's forever. He's not old enough <laughs> to say this isn't okay. <laughs> He's not old enough to say, no, don't do this. Yeah. So don't have him dressed as a damn elf. Mm. Yeah, that, that's the elf on the shelf or none of that <sighs> stuff. That's a problem. Remember that? Yeah. That was the thing, right? We never, not when I was a, no. I mean, but recently that oh, took over. Oh, it's still a thing. I still see it on Facebook and Instagram, and I block people left and right. When <laughs> Immediately? They, yeah. yeah, I don't need that crap on my timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Well, uh, you know, for me, it's funny. You know, I talked about being a kid. One of the things I remember from, like, my first Christmas, and I just randomly I remember this, was that I came down and I had a bike and I had all this other stuff. And then I came down the next day, and in my mind, I thought that shit was every day. So I came down the next day like, ha! And there was like, there was nothing there. And I'm like, well, I got my mom. I'm like, what? There's nothing downstairs. And she's like, that's only one day a year. And I'm like, what's a year? What? Did, what? <laughs> Where's the stuff is what I'm asking what's a you. Day? What's a day? I don't know. Where's the stuff is what I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't give a shit about, I don't know nothing about no year or day. Where's the stuff? So I was like pissed off that there wasn't more stuff. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, aside from that, like I said, I like the things I like about it. But, you know, people can take it easy with the holiday music and movies in October. Yeah. God, that should be oh, after yes. Thanksgiving. It, or start it on Thanksgiving if you want to. That's yeah. fine. If I had it my way, we would start it all December 24th. Mm -hmm. And pack it up on the 26th. Pack it up on the 26th. Yep. yep. Uh, but what can I'm you do? So, uh, everybody, uh, this is probably the last time we're going to talk to you before the holiday, right? Yeah, um, I think you know we might do a couple little interviews. There's a couple folks uh, coming in the comedy zone. You probably just heard it in the in the spot we ran, but uh, we 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 uh, this is probably the last time that two thirds or or all of the hosts will be involved before the new year. Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, we wish you all the happiest of holidays. Enjoy the time with family and friends and, uh, you know, keep keep the keep the holiday spirit and do good things. Yeah, it, it's a it's a you know, it's a it's an interesting. Let's put it that way. It's a it's an interesting time right now. Who are all there's a lot of stuff going on. Let's just remember at the at the end of the day, we all want the same things. Yeah. We're we're all on the same team, so just be nice to everybody. Yeah, it's good good message there, Brian. We'll see you uh sometime soon. <laughs> Bye. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 